Welcome to Turf Dudes, show number 39. As of December 2021, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reports 0.6 unemployed persons per job opening, describing an ultra-competitive environment for new hires. Driven by market dynamics the last two years, demand for additional help in the lawn care and golf markets is at an all-time high. With the challenges many are experiencing identifying and hiring quality help, discussions on how technology can be used as a tool to supplement labor and enhance agronomic efficiency has never been more timely. Brian Hager is the owner of Scientific Plant Service of Baltimore, Maryland. Brian started his career with Scientific Plant as a crew member working a summer job, eventually purchasing the organization four years ago. Under Brian's leadership, Scientific Plant has implemented an efficient polyon fertilization program to supplement labor while protecting the sensitive Chesapeake Bay watershed. My name is Dr. Jeff Atkinson. While I'm solo this episode, Turf Dudes is a collaboration of myself, Dr. Raymond Snyder, and Dr. Paul Giordano. Raymond, Paul, and I serve as directors of Agronomy for Heralds. Turf Dudes is produced by Brandon Clark. We hope this conversation with Brian will provide perspective in how lawn care companies across the country are utilizing technology to build more efficient business models. Enjoy the show. We're interviewing Brian Hager with Scientific Plant. Talk a little bit about our his agronomic program, his business model, and how Polyon has been a part of that. But before we get into all of that, um, can you just kind of give us an idea about your journey into the green industry and journey into Scientific Plant and how you you know Scientific Plant? Okay, my journey started as a summer job. Yeah. Um, so working the summers in between uh, college semesters. And then I came back to scientific plant service after graduation when I was applying for jobs in my, in my finance mm-hmm. degree area. So, so your background's in finance. Yes. Interesting. And I worked here for three or four months straight uh, going into the fall. I never worked in the fall before. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved what was going on, like the, you know, the tractors, spreading fertilizer, um, seeing different areas of the central Maryland that I've never seen before, um, seeing how other people live, where other neighborhoods, and and I just liked it, and so I stuck with it and worked for Scientific for 24 years, um, and then eventually bought the company. So, so now that you own Scientific Plan, you've been an owner of Scientific Plan now for 15 years. Four years. Four years. Four sorry. years. Right. I was running the operations for 15 years. 15 years. Okay. That's where the numbers you have. And then um, I've owned it for four years. Okay. So within those four years, can you give me kind of an overview of all the services that Scientific Plant offers to their customer or to your customers? So we're residential and commercial, and we offer lawn care, tree and shrub, plant health care, um, aquatic maintenance for farm ponds and, and sediment function ponds. And we do athletic field maintenance and, and minor renovations, infield grading, rebuilding, wow. sodding, seeding, uh, mosquito control. We offer deer repellent program. Yeah, that, that sums up most of it. A little bit of everything. That's uh, yeah. a lot of services that you're able to offer that kind of outside of just a basic Lawn care program. Yeah, we, we do a lot of top dressing, whether it's on athletic field or, or compost on, on on lawns. Yeah. We do a lot of compost work. So. Well, I mean, something it was interesting to me. So when you look at, just look at you guys' website, you know, something you guys put at the forefront is the way that IPM is a part of your program. 
So you're not, you don't have a blanket program for all of your customers. And then when you're walking around a few minutes ago looking at your trucks, you have a lot of different options on your trucks for applications that can be made to any part of your property. So how does that tie in with the name Scientific Plant? It's So Scientific Plant Service, that name came from um, who originally formed Scientific Plant Service back in 1957, was a University of Maryland entomologist. Mm-hmm. And... There there was a tree care company that did some spraying. There was a lot of tree work. Um, But he was an entomologist guy, and he was really into the the spraying Mm -hmm. and the pesticide side of it and the plant health care side of it. So that's where that that name came from, Scientific Plant Service. But beyond that, Scientific Plant Service stopped doing tree work in the very early 80s, I believe 1981, and jumped into lawn care at that time. We've never done lawn care until 1981, but uh, the national companies had come to the area and lawn care was really big in the 80s and that's, it just exploded. So we got into lawn care at that time. Always, um, since I started working here in 1992, I think was my first summer here, 93. When I started, we always did granular fertilizers. We did not do urea melted in a tank. We never used liquid fertilizers. A lot of the other companies are using it, but I'm out, I'm out in the truck, I'm running my route, <clears throat> and I'm seeing liquid fertilizers being mm-hmm. used everywhere. And and I'm talking to people, say, like, we, we don't do that, you know? And it's like, no, we, we don't do that. We're on a granular feeding program. Mm-hmm. And that's not the only reason we don't do it. Those guys are not only spraying fertilizer, most of those trucks are spraying herbicide. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something else in the tank. It's not just fertilizer. It's like, Brian, we spot treat weeds here. We don't blanket apply for weed control. Right. You know, you have a healthy lawn. You've had had it on a program for two years. Um, if you've seeded the thin areas and you're, you're feeding it properly, so we don't have a, a large weed problem. We don't need to spray herbicide every time you go on a property. You have a healthy turf stand that's going to be your best defense against weeds. Yeah. So and so that's that's where that came from. So you know, you're doing things a little bit differently from the get-go is how this, this company is operated. And, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in, in doing it that way. Um, from an environmental standpoint, why, why blanket the herbicide just because it's cheap and you can put it in the tank? Mm-hmm. Um, the same with the urea. So, we, you know, I've always stuck with the, the granular fertility program. And so you're kind of talking about the granular fertility program. Uh, you guys have been a great Polyon customer for a number of years. Um, utilizing the Polyon technology to uh, protect the environment while also providing a good product for your customers in terms of turf health. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about how Polyon is part of your program and how you guys use it okay. and the benefits that it may provide you. Okay. So when I, I was first introduced to Polyon, I believe in 2008. And when I was first introduced to it, Boy, that could really, really work. But I'm looking at it from running a business side. Mm-hmm. We were having trouble in in the fall mm-hmm. with leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always a big deal to get your your fertilizer out before the big leaf drop happens around here, typically November the first. Sure. So you're trying like heck to get around the fertilizer out in mid to late August and September, and then turn right around and do it again four weeks later mm-hmm. and get get some more fertilizer out before the leaves come down and it's very hard to manage a route with them mm-hmm. because there's so many leaves on the ground. So, you know, poly, Polyon became 
an answer to that. And so we were using methylene, methylene ureas to get mm-hmm. some extended control, extended release, I guess. And, you know, we could play with that for eight weeks. Let's just say that was our target number. Right. That bought us some time with Polyon to go learn about Polyon and, and hear about a, a grow-in on a golf course um, applying nutrients for two years in one fell swoop yeah. in an experimental basis and it working. I said, wow, or is it, we don't need two years. We don't even need a year, but right, we do need a year now. <laughs> We've decided to use a year. But um, just to be able to get that two, three, six, eight months um, and design your program around that, the Polyon, um, it freed up a lot of pressure with, with deadlines. Right. And the, you know, having the Polyon so stable, you know, through drought, or, you know, cool weather, things like that, your, your, your fertilizer is still there and you're, you're using the polygraph and, you know, you can punch in an application date and the blend that you used and, and you know what you still have on the ground. Um, we always have, we might go out and apply polyon in the spring, but we still have polyon working from the fall. So do you so feel we're a very consistent feed? And you know, it's like, man, we we don't have hungry lawns. Like, you, know, right. you don't get behind. You know, you're not chasing your yourself trying to stay on a schedule. You're not chasing making multiple applications, trying and if you miss an application because of rain or miss an application because you have a truck breakdown, polyon's still out there feeding. You're not exactly right. The fertility is not the limiting factor of the turf health at that point in time. Right. So, as your experience with you mentioned polygraph, um, that's our ability to predict release based on uh, weather data, historical weather data, and then also the known characteristics of polyon. But have your um, has your experience of the polygraph and our prediction of release has it matched up pretty well with performance in the field? Absolutely, in your experience. Absolutely, that's good. That's good. The, um, as far as, I mean, that's the performance aspect of it, but you also, I mean, we're in the Chesapeake Bay region right now. So from a environmental perspective, you're also pretty sensitive about the applications that you made to just be a good steward of the environment. It seems at least just talking to you and getting to know your company mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, so is polyon a part of that equation as well? Polyon is a part of the equation. Um, you know, the volatility is not there. The leaching is not there. We have much better controls with, with this polyon product. You can always get, um, with any product you use, you can always get, you know, a freak thunderstorm or something like that. can always relocate some, some granules if it's not a, a thick, healthy turf. Sure. You can never get away from that in this industry with using a granule. But for the most part, polyon stays where it's supposed to stay and does mm-hmm. what it's supposed to do. And it releases in a fashion that the plants take it up and there's not excess um, going into the environment. Sure. So the efficiency of the polyon allows you to use less nitrogen. So our inputs of nitrogen are less. The requirement for a yeah. lawn um, maintenance is, let's just say, 30% less. So we can use, yeah. you know, using four pounds of urea, you know, now we can go down to, say, a three-pound range or even lower. Um, and, and get the same exact results because of the efficiency of the product. Right. right. Um, so we, in Maryland, with Chesapeake Bay, sensitive issue. Um, Maryland nutrient management regulations have changed a lot in the last two decades. It came about about 10 years ago where there was going to be restrictions on fertilizer use in the, in the state. And they put in some blackout dates and things like that. And... 
the legislation that was on the books was not going to allow for us to use Polyon. We had already had been using Polyon for a few years, and we had to lobby very, very hard to get the recommendations and the law ultimately changed to allow for these enhanced efficiency fertilizers. Wow. Um, no one understood these fertilizers. They, they weren't common in the lawn care market at all. It was basically used on golf. Um, golf is exempt from these nutrient management yeah. uh, regulations. Yeah. So we, we had a we had to fight, and the, and the owner of this company went to Annapolis and fought to the legislative session and met with the Chesapeake Bay Commission wow. and had the law rewritten. and And how did he do it? You know, nobody could really understand. And you had lawn care jumping up and down at the same meetings um, because this was going to change the way they were doing business. That's well, a threat in business. The way we thought about it was like our threat to business was opposite because now we were, that was forcing us to go make more rounds again. Right. And that was, that was going to change our business. And yeah. the rounds, the, the law was written that the, it had to be at least a 20% control or slow release product. You had to have 20%. So, 20% SCU, right? Right. Which is 80% Quick. volatile urea. And Ken Mays grabbed some containers from the container store and filled it up with polyon to the level that was equivalent to 20% SCU that he went to the local supplier and bought a 50-pound yeah. bag of 20% SCU with all the white prills in it. So it was night and day. So you could say, this is... Okay, this is what you want to legislate. This is what you want to put on the ground. This is what is going on the ground that's green over here. This amount in this container equals this amount in this container. And every white ball in that container has a shelf life of, you know, yeah. hours some days, you right. know, and days. That's it. It is gone. It's like taking a glass of, you know, that's what you had to visualize it. Break yeah. it down and make it really common, you know. Take a glass of water and you're really, really thirsty and chug it, but you've chugged it so much that half of it's running down your face. Yeah. That's what these white balls are doing out there in lawn care. So the legislating <laughs> legislation that's proposed and about to be voted on is not good. It's yeah. it's not following any facts or, or signs of fertilization whatsoever. It's a it's a feel good for somebody to pass this law. So he educated everyone about enhanced efficiency fertilizers and got the law written to have language to allow wow. enhanced efficiency fertilizer. That's a tough thing to do. I mean, you look at some legislation that's out there today and it purely just says, hey, you need to have a lower analysis of nitrogen on your fertilizer bag. Well, what good does that do anybody? It's, you know, you're not addressing the problem, but he was able to communicate the actual solution to an actual problem and right. have that passed in the legislation. That's incredible. Right. And he was able to convey that information in a simplistic manner that everyone could visually see it and then grasp what you know what was going on and to really understand it so uh, wow. he had a great way of, of getting you to understand something on a really basic level whether right. you, you really know that much about it or not well it's kind of a tough thing i mean you from background from finance background having to learn the agronomics we have a just a general interest in this so you can learn it but from a from a legislator point of view maybe they don't have an interest in fertilizer maybe they don't have a interest in learning those concepts so being able to communicate that and then also impact legislation just from a um, lawn care operator point of view. That's that's an incredible story that he was able to achieve that. Yeah, it was. It was it was hard work. It was frustrating, but it, it worked out. And, yeah, um, you know, and it allowed for 
it allowed people to, to still be able to, to work in the market and, and operate their business and give them some flexibility instead of just having a, a rule just to have a rule. Yeah, sure, sure. So with your program now, you say uh, one or two granular for, fertilizer in terms of nitrogen applications per year? So our residential program is two fertilizer applications, one in the spring and another in late summer, early fall. Late summer, early fall. And is that, you know, labor is across our industry, whether it's golf or lawn care or anyone else, labor is a challenge. Is that similar for your yes. group as well? So having those few applications, does that allow you, open you up? You mentioned that if the legislation would have gone the other way, that you would have had to go to a multiple round model, which is, I would say, more traditional in lawn care. Have the fewer fertility applications, that opens you up, I would assume, to do other things, provide other services. Right. So customers. to have, it opens up a lot of, of flexibility. So um, not that long ago, 15 years ago, we were fertilizing five times. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that was typical. We were fertilizing five times a year, um, at least four, but lots of times five. So since then, Maryland Nutrient Management recommendations, you're not allowed to use the same amounts of fertilizer on lawn care that you used to be able to use before the regulation. So um, the inputs from a legal standpoint Mm -hmm. don't hardly qualify having that many trips unless you're using, you know, half a pound of urea each time you go out and things like that and maintaining your trips, which is the lawn care business model is built after trips Mm -hmm. and and trips cost a certain amount of money and you do a certain amount of trips and and that's how, that's how everything functions. Mm -hmm. Whether one trip, costs your business more to perform than another one, you bill the same charge per trip. Um, Polyon, we could have averaged that out and, and made it work out that way, but from a business standpoint, it's like we think it's better for a customer to pay for what they get. Um, if a customer moves or if a customer cancels for whatever reason or, or goes to a competitor, um, why have your expensive application out there, but you still have to wait to get paid for for a couple more rounds right. where going out there and just maybe squirting some weeds with um, a basic three-way herbicide or something like that. So um, when we use the more expensive products on that application, we charge the customer for that expensive application. Um, if an application is more economical, then they pay a lesser price on a, on a future round. So you don't cost um, average across the season. You yeah, know, you go dollar hard as you go. So, um, you know, if there's a problem, um, you know, you did your expensive pre-emergent application with with maybe some broadleaf spray mm-hmm. and, and a polyon application. Hmm. Um, that's an expensive application, but that application has been paid for. If a customer moves on, you're... No one loses. Everyone got what they paid for. Interesting. Um, and you're kind of you're even all the time. So. Now, do you communicate that to your customers before when they sign up a scientific plan? They say, "Hey, your costs are going to fluctuate from application to application." And how is that typically received by your customers? It's received okay. Um, it's definitely some education because yeah. typically, if somebody's getting multiple quotes, um, our quotes do not look like what they're used to saying. I did, you know, just look at the bottom number for mm-hmm. the year and, and see where you are. And it's pretty close. Yeah. And, you know, it's different. You know, why, why are they coming here six times and, or seven times and you guys are coming here three times? And you just have to explain that. And you guide them to the website. You guide them to the Polyon research if they want to find out more about it. But... Anyway, I, I don't know, maybe got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but it, it frees up a lot of 
frees up a lot of labor. Well, that's I mean, taking those rounds away is that's instead of doing five or six rounds, you're doing just a handful of rounds. Right. Just so you're doing two or three, or in some cases on our commercial properties, one application a year um, with with fertilizer with nitrogen. It opens up a lot. Every lawn care round is say four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. You take half of those away, so you opened up. 18 weeks for, for your entire crew. That's that many more properties that you can service. Right. And it's allowed us to do things like, um, you know, in our plant healthcare, um, we went into doing deer repellent about the same time we started doing polyon. Um, we started really pushing um, seeding and, and coeration and top dressing, um, topsoil work, things like that. But all of a sudden we had the ability to offer a lot more services because we weren't chasing rounds of pebbles. Yeah, wow. So how do you, a lot of, a lot of pushback or feedback we often receive said, okay, go out and apply polyon twice a year and you're going to do great. A lawn care operator will come back at me and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm expected to be out there six times a year or eight times a year. How do you get over that hump with the customer mm-hmm. communicating? And you already alluded to this a little bit communicating to them. I'm only going to be there three or four times this year. You're going to have a great product, but you're only going to see me three or four times a year. How have you been able to get over that with your customers? The resistance, um, it's, it's minor. There's always a few concerned clients, but by and large, um, our clients have hired us to do what they either don't want to do or have no idea how to do it, but they know what they want. So we're providing a green, healthy lawn, and it's in our hands, and, that, and that's how most of our, our clients are. It's in our hands, so they trust us to do what we can do. Now, the one issue is broadleaf weeds. You know, broadleaf weeds. If you have a warm wim- warm winter, um, it just depends. A lot of it depends on the, the rainfall and the temperatures. You know, so you can get broadleaf weeds. That's where those trips are, are kind of necessary to keep your lawn weed free all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we tell our clients, if they see broadleaf weeds, if, if weeds are, are bad, please let us know. We come out, we take care of it as part of our guarantee as sure. weeds. Um, we also encourage them to relax a little bit about the broadleaf weeds. Um, <laughs> you know, we treat your lawn in May for broadleaf weeds. We're going to be back again in late August through mid-September to treat mm-hmm. broadleaf weeds again. Um, you're not going to lose what you have in three months. If you do, we, we're out of business, you know, <laughs> right? right? I promise you, you might see a few weeds. Um, embrace the weeds. You know? Right. Embr- you know, I don't know. Uh, I've talked to a lot of clients over the years. You know, what are you seeing? All these wild violets. You know, like, yeah, you know, you can put them in your salad. You know, it's, like, <laughs> you know, it's not all bad and, and right. it's not going to go crazy. And, we're gonna, and we'll get those in the fall. So if it's really bothering you, we'll come out and, and do some spot treatment. But, sure. Um, it's, it's not been a problem at all, but the weeds are the, the one thing um, that can catch you. But So as far as callbacks go, I guess the weeds sound like that's your main driver. That would be the, the, main, the main one. But So as, as far as talking about scaling a business, uh, by using Polyon, you've been able to open up applications. You've been able to open up other, uh, uh, other services to customers. How has that allowed you to scale your business, enhance profitability as a business? It's a lot of ways. Um, there are a yeah. lot of ways that, that Polyon has impacted the bottom line of our business and the way we do business. And I can remember it's been over 10 years. It's probably in 2009 when we decided 
to, on the commercial lawn care side, you know, we were taking care of some institutional and commercial acreage that was basically getting um, a basic program. Mm-hmm. And with the power of Polyon, we realized that we could do an application of the equivalent of three and a half pounds of nitrogen by applying less than two and a half pounds of Polyon. Wow. And we could have that product um, sparge with barricade, pre-emergent. And we could apply that product in November when the soil temperatures got right that the barricade was going to be stable. Mm -hmm. And that lawn care application, as far as pre-emergent and feeding, was done for the entire next year in the November ahead of time. And when we did that, and we did that with probably 150 acres or something like that. And the real world test, you know, through the whole season, our crabgrass prevention was excellent. Our feeding was excellent. Um, our lawn mowing communications were excellent because mm-hmm. there weren't any flushes of growth. Um, you know, so you have, was coming out. You didn't have like huge, you weren't bailing hay. Exactly. You're not yeah. bailing hay two or three intervals, you know. Um, you're just getting your normal May rush of, of grass. Right, 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 but, right. You know, we weren't pushing excess growth. And and that's what started. And then we started using more polyon. And I remember the year I said to Ken, I was like, we had five less tractor trail loads of materials coming in this year with granules. You know, that's a lot of bag handling. That's a lot of time unloading. We're talking about your limited space list, too. You know? yeah, storage. Um, and every 50-pound bag has to be picked up Mm-hmm. At least twice. Mm-hmm. Once to get it on the truck and once to get it in the spray. So we took a lot of bags. We took a lot of wear and tear off our applicators. Mm-hmm. We took a lot of wear and tear off our blowers for getting the granules off the hard surfaces. We took a lot of wear and tear off our sprayers. We took a lot of wear and tear off our vehicles because wow. the the traffic that was necessary to put those five additional truckloads of a polyon of, of fertilizer of granules whatever they yeah, were yeah, yeah. Um, by using polyon we eliminated everything that was associated with getting those five trucks to our customers want I mean you think about when we say save labor my perspective I'm always just thinking about okay you're eliminating rounds but there's also a lot of other logistical things that have to happen to make a round happen you know mm-hmm. and you don't think about all that labor being right. saved as well you know just just handling the material before it ever hits the, the street, you know, and and then when it does hit the street, so you're sending these trucks out on rounds. Well, if you've eliminated half of your rounds, you've eliminated half of your your, your fuel usage from the previous year mm-hmm. doing those rounds, um, you know, tires, whatever it is, yeah. emissions, you know, Everything. Yeah. the truck's not running, you're, you're, you're healthy in the environment, right? So sure. now that truck, as far as a business perspective, may now be running for other services your company's providing, but we're doing it with less staff. Mm-hmm. And we would probably have to have at least 50% more staff than what we have right now to be using traditional fertilizer to be able to keep up with the rounds. Wow. Wow. Well, the last thing I'll follow up on you with, or I guess a couple last things, um, I want to expand on the polygraph part of it. How is that uh, within the state as actual legal document for your operation? If a fertilizer control official comes to you and says, um, you're applying too much nitrogen. How can you use a polygraph to uh, 
to, I guess, defend your company is not the right way to say it, but to show that you're being a good environmental steward by using so I've, technology. I've done that. Um, we've been, we get inspected annually. Uh, I had the inspector in my office and I've produced the records and I've had the inspector tell me that you applied one and a half pounds of nitrogen. The state law is maxed at 0.9 pounds of nitrogen. You over applied by over half a pound of nitrogen. Well, so it did, and we use an enhanced efficiency fertilizer. And the inspector of my office didn't know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And that was the very first time this happened. And so I educated them on what enhanced efficiency fertilizer is. I, I pulled out the, the document, the legislation, <laughs> where there was a, a cutout for enhanced efficiency fertilizers that, right. you know, my boss had worked so hard to make sure it was in there. Um, and then I, I showed them the, the polygraph, and I, and I showed them how it all worked out. And... They got back to me and yeah. everything was fine. I passed my passed my fertilizer inspection, you know. But the inspector that was in my office had not talked to anyone else who had done anything like that. You know, nobody else was using a polyon. Um, so you can take that that two point four pounds of polyon that you apply once per year, you fill in the polygraph, and you can see that your release over the next fifty two weeks. Um, if you build your bag for a 52 week release or a 40 week release, but you can build it any way you want with your coatings. Um, you can apply that all at once. It meters out, it's on the polygraph and your every four week dose of fertilizer that in the state of Maryland can't exceed 0.9 pounds of which 0.7 can be um, of a quick urea and the Mm -hmm. other 0.2 has to be some sort of controlled release or, or slow release. Um, we never even get close to those right. those maximums. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just I would say that this area of the country is probably more restrictive than many of the other areas in the country that we uh, sell poly on. But you know, laws aren't getting more lax; they're getting mm-hmm. more restrictive as the years and years go. So I'm sure that's going to continue to be a value of poly on that we can control the release, that we can stay within uh, limitations while also providing feeding. I guess. Yeah. The last question I'll wrap up with, you know, within the last several years, as the lawn care industry is booming along with the housing industry and just general construction, whether that's commercial or, or residential, and what advice would you give to a young lawn care operator who's starting out, who's building a business as far as creating a profitable business model and a successful lawn care business? Um, well, it's to do what works for you. Um, not, not necessarily looking at every other business around you that's, that's doing the same thing and, and mimicking and copying what they're doing. Um, you know, speak with sales reps from every company that knocks on the door. Go to as many meetings as you can. Meet as many people as you can. Um, see what really works. See what the options are for your business. Um, everyone's, everyone's problem right now is the same. Labor. We cannot go to talk to anyone without talking about labor. So... Polyon offers a efficient use of labor um, in a business, period. And now the next problem we have, what up? Inflation right now is, is a big deal, right? You know, fuel costs a lot. Fuel drives urea. And, yeah. You know, um, so our cost of fertilizer, whatever we paid for that bag 12 months ago, you know, start all over again with where your price is <laughs> because you. it's different. Um, so... Use it. Use your money efficiently. So polyon is efficient. You can use thirty percent, minimum of thirty percent less nitrogen through a polyon as opposed to 
these other fertilizer options with SCU or XCU or whatever people are using, you know, it's at least 30% more efficient. So you can use by 30% less urea. So that's good for your business, good for the bottom line, it's good for the environment. I mean, it, it really, really works you know, when you step back and, and analyze it. There's absolutely nothing. I can't say anything negative about the polyon period other than um, the first time you buy it, get over the sticker shop of what a bag <laughs> is. But um, let's face it, there's a lot of operators that have no idea what's in the bag anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the polyon works great. We, we can blend it with organics um, to get the carbon piece back. You know, we keep that on our lawns. It, it's very flexible. Um, it just works great. It doesn't burn. You know, that's another consideration. You know, accidents happen. Yeah. You know, we, when we have a spill, we have an equipment malfunction. Um, you can all but eliminate that with using polyon. You can now get away with, oh man, a small spill and, Get your blower out of the truck and disperse it, you know. We just try that with SCU. You know, you do it once, you do it 100 times, you cannot stop it. Right. You can stop it with polyam. Right. A little extra <laughs> safety factor there. Um, you know, so that's, that costs you money to go back and, and patch those those areas. Sure. Side back. And I can tell you, if we were doing 25 of them before, we're doing two now. Wow. You know, a, a year. It's, it's that it's that slow. It's that controlled. But those lawns look as good as, if not better than, you know, you can yeah. put them up against anything, anywhere. You know, they're, they're perfect. Exactly what they need to Well, appreciate your time. Appreciate your information. I learned a lot. So, thank you. That wraps up our interview with Brian Hager. A sincere thank you to Brian for his time. This show would not be possible without the willingness and cooperation of folks across our industry willing to share their stories with us. Turf News exists to communicate important research findings and turf management trends to turfgrass managers as part of Harold's effort to grow a better world. If you enjoy the show, we want your feedback. If you have a topic you'd like for us to address or a person you'd like to hear from, please send it to us at turfdudes@heralds.com. That's T-U-R-P-H-D-U-D-E-S at heralds.com. While you're at it, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, YouTube Music, or SoundCloud. We'll see you next time.